0: Lob Talk Radio
1: There's really no big deal I miss it every day guys She's a mother
2: I'm Rev Kess Kali Sarah is on the line with me And that was Celia with Everyday Goddess Kind of goes along with the theme of tonight's show Magic in everything you do Hello Kali Sarah, how are you?
3: I'm here
2: That doesn't sound very positive
3: My mother dragged me to the zoo yesterday and she said, "We'll just go to the zoo for a few hours. That means seven hours by the
2: way uh, yeah, it's the zoo i'm I'm assuming you're referring to the Omaha zoo,
3: yeah, yeah, but I keep hoping that you know what she says it's probably going to be me you know just Oh, you know one or two hours we don't even want to be there for the the heat of the day. I keep hoping that she actually means it,
2: <laughs> even if she means it. Would the kids allow her to?
3: yeah okay we we were all we were all like looking death in the face, and we were not gonna fight it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I haven't been there so in so long. I don't know how anybody can spend just like an hour or two there, anyways. But yeah, go ahead. So
3: we we spent so long at the zoo, and it was so hot and humid there that I swear there were people looking at the tigers longingly, like, "Will you eat them if I come in?" <laughs>
1: Uh,
2: Yeah, it was an uncomfortable day yesterday, so I can see that, yeah. I had a really weird day yesterday, an amazingly weird day, which kind of inspired the theme for tonight.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
2: It was a typical Sunday morning, you know, do the radio shows, had a mandatory programmer's meeting in the afternoon, so that gave me two hours between the last show and the meeting to fill, and I wound up filling it by drooling over the uh, new digital content studio that they're building. Oh my God talk about a uh, um, a broadcaster's wet drain
1: uh-huh oh, oh, oh.
2: and it looks like a starship you know like the command yes. hub of a starship or something like that it's like that <sighs> I mean, right down to where the control panel is set up on this curved desk. And then the three guest seats are arrayed. It almost looks like, you know, an inverse of uh, the Next Generation Enterprise.
0: Oh, yeah. It's
2: like, uh, but it's black instead of uh, tan. But, yeah, okay. It was just... mm. Yeah, I, 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 wow, I, I might need some alone time later. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and I was talking with the program director while he was, you know, fiddling around with installing some of the equipment and what have you. And um, there could potentially be some changes down the line for us here at Pagan Musings.
0: Uh mm-hmm. huh.
2: Like, what would you think about doing uh you know our show with professional equipment?
3: Does that mean
2: I have to start wearing pants? Uh, it would probably mean that we'd have to get together face to face to do the show
3: uh, so pants, I have to yep. wear pants.
2: Pants would probably, hell, I'd have to wear a shirt.
3: Well, I'd have to wear a shirt, too. Oh, a God, public, public. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's not legal in this city.
3: Oh, well.
2: But, yeah, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. I mean, he was actually impressed with our track record and listenership and all that that we have, so cool. Uh, it's Just like a formality to make it happen, but yeah, we'll talk more about that off air sometime soon. <laughs> got about six, seven weeks before they officially launch that into mm-hmm. things, so yeah, we got we got some time to discuss. But yep. there's more. Uh oh. which started last night, the process started last night and finished this afternoon before I'm like, oh my God, I got to take a nap. Because let me just tell you one thing, and you know this, Sarah, I know you know this. The job hunt, resume writing, and cover letter writing then submission process is just as much work, sometimes sometimes maybe more, than actually going to work.
3: Oh, yeah. Especially if you are kind of, like, like if you have, you know, six months in, you know, income saved up that, you know, you don't have to be in a rush or anything, Uh then you could probably, you know, kind of chill out about that. But most people do not get that luxury.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I had that luxury last year.
3: Yeah. Don't have that that luxury this time.
2: What's that?
0: (laughs) I mean, I've got.
2: Yeah, it's like I've got some leeway, not a whole lot, but some. You know, I, you know, all my years with the convenience store gave me the opportunity to, you know, put money aside, and that's what helped me last year. And that habit remained. Putting money aside wasn't as much Mm -hmm. because there wasn't as much time to put it aside. But anyways. And I know I had talked with you about, you know, and this was before everything went down of, you know, it's like, okay, here's my job history, here's my skills, write me a resume, I'll pay you. Uh huh. Let's see here. I um, yeah, I know you do that. I know you do that. Uh, and I didn't want to bother you today with going, hey, can you take a look at this? Because I know you're busy. So I had a couple of other people take a look at it and comments like, wow, that's an incredible resume, Um, stuff like that, and comments on the cover letter that I wrote, which of course cover letter is geared specifically towards the job that you're submitting the resume for right then and there.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Very similar comments and all that. And I'm just like, well, okay, I've never written a cover letter before. And I've never written a true resume before. Google's my friend today. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's let's at least try to draft it on my own. So I did some research. And, you know, did the whole group mind, hive mind, whatever, picking on Facebook, asking for advice and stuff like that. I submitted the resume this afternoon with the cover letter. And earlier today when I said I'm going to log off and get some rest, that was I'm going to go lay down before I get sick. I was so... Nervous
0: mm-hmm.
2: about the whole situation. I've already gotten the initial. I've already gotten the initial response of basically saying received your resume and cover letter. We'll be in touch soon. That I actually got like within 20 minutes of submitting it. So, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> don't want to totally jinx things by saying where and all that over the air, but wow, it's like tailor-made for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Only thing that would be more perfect is if I were, you know, applying for a position that pays me to do what I do anyways. But then that takes kind of the fun out of some of that stuff. Does it? Again. I don't know.
3: I really have fun writing books. Perhaps somebody should pay me for it so I can test this theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> yes, you do really enjoy writing the books, but do you really enjoy the marketing end of things?
3: Sometimes. I Mostly it's the frustration of not being able to put in as much uh, capital as I would like to for the marketing that is the sadness
2: true true you got to spend money to make money which is unfortunately a yeah. truism
3: and at let least me tell you something
2: society. yes
3: All right. if, if anybody were to maybe give me a few three 000, four thousand dollars I guarantee I can and will spend it quickly and it won't be wasted either. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. But, yeah.
2: So if anybody out there wants but- to do that, her PayPal address is blah, 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 at blah, 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 blah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much connected to all my email. Mm-hmm. Just-
1: <laughs> <sighs>
3: oh.
2: Yeah.
3: So, speaking of so getting paid for books,
2: uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
3: I got my contract for book three. Yay! So yeah. It took a little bit longer this year than it has in the past, but they've been getting so many I mean they've been growing a lot, so I'm not actually surprised. It was just, you know, frustrating.
2: Totally understandable. <laughs> I <laughs> am it's
3: thrilled. For you. Yeah. It is gonna be great. So now I have to find it, and re-edit it again. <laughs> Damn
1: it! I finished
2: writing that a while ago. Where did I put it?
3: Well, it, no, it's it's under the, it's under my, okay, so I have a writing folder with fiction, um, and then a rune spell, rune spells, and then a folder for each title, so I know exactly where it's at. It's just that, (sighs) okay, so this one may actually be not necessarily as um, emotionally traumatizing as Fluffy Bunny, but Mm -hmm. at least as psychologically traumatizing as Fluffy Bunny.
2: Poor Nicola.
3: Right? She's gonna hate me by the end of this?
2: I'm surprised she doesn't already.
3: Well, you know, I hide from her. She can't <sighs> find me.
2: You don't hide from her. You hide her from herself. You bury her deep in your computer.
3: Yeah,
0: that's it. <laughs> uh.
2: Wow. Congratulations i I wish you could see my face right now <laughs> uh, it's like i um, finished off a major editing project Friday I think it was I oh, don't know. I've slept since then.
0: mhm
2: and waited and waited and waited to get a response back from the author to at least acknowledge that she had gotten it. I mean, I, and I covered all my bases. It's like, okay, I'm sending her this file through Google Docs. So I'm going to, you know, I'll send it that way with a little note. Let me email her now to make sure hop onto Facebook, send her a message. It took two days. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was going to take two days. I sent it Friday evening, Friday night, whatever. She takes the weekend off from things. She can do that. So, yeah. I think I was about as nervous waiting for her to at least acknowledge that she had received the edits as she probably was waiting for them. But finishing that and then finding out everything I did yesterday. And then doing what I did today, I'm like, okay, this all kind of goes together. And what you just shared, mm-hmm. call it magic, call it determination, call it whatever you will. Magic is a powerful force. Yeah. And just about everything we do is magical.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah. I bet you were wondering how it was going to bring us to topic, weren't you?
3: <laughs> I figured we'd get around
2: to it. It's, you know, it's only 20 minutes into the show.
3: Uh, we magically meander vocally. Because mm, mm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> that's what I had to do to, to you know, that's the, the mindset I had to have especially today with that resume and cover letter thing, because like I said, I'd never done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Almost 41 years old and never written a resume or cover letter. Didn't need it before. Obviously this is a different direction career-wise than anything I've done before. So oh. yeah. So, <sighs> skills-based resumes. They tell you more than just a job history i had to have the mindset of magic make it happen borrow from larry the cable guy get her done so i had chance and stuff like that going through my head for part of the writing process of all this and you know Waiting to get feedback, I'm thinking, okay, well let's see here. You know, who should I be thanking other than of course my own hard effort? Well dumb me. I can be dumb once in a while. I totally Mm -hmm. forgotten that Freya is a goddess of communication. You
1: forgot that.
2: And who did I have tromping around on the desk periodically throughout the process? My cat named Freya, and then of course, you know, there's one of my, I suppose you could say patrons, Thoth. Uh
0: huh.
2: And it's like, okay. And I even thought this to myself as I sent the email. You know, it was like a little prayer to Hermes. I, just, I guess he answered. I got kind of a prompt response there. There you go. And of course, the muses. Because, well, any well written cover letter takes inspiration and creativity. You're not lying. You're just creatively phrasing things, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, nothing that I put in there was even a stretch of the truth. It was just, okay, let's put this, let's phrase this in a manner that is quick, concise, and says it all, which is obviously not what I'm doing tonight. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and,
2: and and listen to me here Sounding like I'm a pro at this After just doing it once But it's like wow The feedback I was getting on it One friend was like Are you sure you haven't done this before I'm like not that I can remember Not in this lifetime But Okay, to try to bring it back onto the topic of everything is magic, I mean, it was obvious to me, especially when it was all said and done, because that's usually when it becomes obvious, that what I was doing was creating magic, was using that energy for a positive outcome. And, you know, sitting here at the computer using modern technology to do it. Thank you, Google. Oh, another 20 years or so, Google's actually going to be accepted as a god? I don't know.
3: Did I lose you, Phil? Hello? There you are.
2: Yeah. There you
0: are. Okay. Yeah. I'm like,
2: hello, Mercury Retrograde.
3: Yeah, it's still kicking it.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. It's supposed to go direct in six days. Yeah. And you have the damn post shadow that I'm like, okay, Mm mm-hmm. So, (laughs) yeah, and I'm going to take this direct connect out and beat it. Okay. Anywho, before I disappeared, I have no clue how much you heard before I disappeared. I actually had asked the question of, did any of that make sense in relation to the topic, Sarah? Yeah. I mean,
3: yeah. The thing is, to me, you know, like, there's not much that can't be magical. And making it magical is a matter of adding conscious intention and energy in the form of, usually, emotions. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: In the past when we've talked about, you know, everyday magic or, you know, everything you do that is routine is like a ritual, da-da-da-da-da, that's still all true in my opinion. But tonight we're kind of putting more of an emphasis on actively accessing that energy. Yes. At least that's my intent. Actively accessing that energy of, okay, you know, I do this. What am I getting out of it? Am I getting anything out of it? What should I be getting out of it? Am I putting enough into it? Yes, I know there's a lot of thought there. There's also a lot of emotion involved. Obviously, if I felt like I was going to heave after I sent that email. Hey, yeah. I'm just waiting to hear back from everybody that I asked for uh reference letters kind of put the cart before the horse in that situation but yeah <laughs> it's a place that I've been at for 10 years as a volunteer but the, they kind of know me already Whew, but yeah to get away from me for hopefully the rest of the show, like that's going (laughs) to happen. Your exciting news that you shared, which, my God, I'm thrilled. Again, I wish you could see my face when I say that. You had to have done more than just write the story and submit it. There was more to it than that. Yeah. Just I, all I'm doing is writing a story here. No big deal.
3: Um, no. I mean, you know, the thing is, especially with this one being so late in the series, as in not the first one. It, I did write it with the mindset that it was going to be published. So. In a way, it was like – it was less about manifesting something fresh as it was confirming sort of like a predestiny of this manuscript, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, let's be honest. It's not unheard of for a publisher to say no in the middle of a series.
3: Yeah. But, you know, I, I was fairly confident about it, if only because um, the, you know, the sales haven't been, like, extreme. Like, I'm not a millionaire yet, but they have been consistent. You know, it's not like I'm not selling anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, the publisher is still getting what they want, which is books to sell. Yeah. So it, it wasn't a huge concern that they would turn me down but it was still a possibility
1: mm-hmm.
3: and so for me it was a matter of making sure that what I sent them was in fact something worth looking at
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: which is actually quite a lot of intentionality when it comes to authoring
2: Yeah. Very true. Very true. But But if you wanted to, well, not if you wanted to, that's wrong phrasing. Wow. Okay. No coffee. (laughs) Um, Looking at what you did with book one. Uh-huh. That was a whole different mindset on that, I would imagine. To get it from yeah. regurgitating the words onto the screen. Sorry, I like to be graphic. To the point of Not only just finding the publisher, but the publisher actually going, yes, let's make this happen. Here's your contract. There was more going on or different going on for that than there was for your third contract with them.
3: Yeah. Um, Honestly, the first one, (laughs) the big thing was that I was shocked that they accepted it. And, you know, that has more to do with my confidence level than anything else. But, you know, it, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is happening, you know, kind of thing. And with this one, it's like, well, it's not so much that it's happening as it is continuing to happen. I'm not putting the brakes on it. So they I, I like that you.
1: They really like you.
3: Right? They keep accepting my junk. Yay!
2: I've read it. It's not junk. (laughs) Okay, I haven't read book three, but yeah.
3: Yep. So, uh, oh, by the way, that means uh, this is the last chance people will have to sign up to be a beta reader if you're interested. Just saying. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Got to get
3: this stuff out now.
2: authorgoddess.com dot com. That'll get you connected everywhere.
3: Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, for the, for this one. It was definitely um, like book two. That that one I think was the most nervous one that I had because you know, book one I didn't really have any expectations, but book two it was entirely possible that they were like, yeah, you know this is a loser series. You you just got to go away now. (laughs) But they didn't. So, but um, you know, with book three, it's like, it was, it was more of a relaxed situation because it was kind of like, well, you know, I've, I continue to do the things that I'm doing to make these books at least, you know, as good as the publisher wants them to be or finds acceptable or, you know, whatever.
1: Mhm.
3: So as long as I'm doing that, there's you know, it's it's more like I'm not putting the brakes on things. I'm I'm continuing to hit these standards. At least I hope I am, and apparently I still am. But you know, that was that was kind of the feel of it. it was it was less <laughs> about doing something actively and more about not quitting doing something Mm.
2: Mm. so now remind me did you get your contract thing for book three today or was that a couple of days ago It was today. It was today. Okay. So, oh, wow. You got the kids sent off to school and got good news. Right? Wow.
1: I know.
2: Only thing that could have made it better. Don't smack me for saying this world, universe, whatever. The only thing that could have made it better is if you had a winning lottery ticket land in your lap.
3: Um, I do have a lottery ticket here on my desk. Uh...
1: But mm-hmm. it
3: yeah, I you know, I don't I don't know that there's much that would have made it better at this point. <laughs>
2: I like your attitude with that. I do.
3: It's, it's, it's been a pretty, pretty nice day.
2: Mm-hmm. Really spiffy day.
3: It has been. <laughs> Low drama, lots of relaxation. So, there we go.
2: I had one of those that I got to sleep in today. I suppose you could call it sleeping uh-huh. in. I, well, considering the sun was coming up when I finally went to sleep. But so I, I got up, looked at the clock and went, well, okay, that's some sleep. Chatted a little bit via text messaging with somebody before actually getting out of bed. Took my meds, brewed some coffee, sat down at the computer and got her done.
1: There you go.
2: That was a good day. Still is a good day because more things are getting done. Like I have a guest booked for next week. (laughs)
0: Uh,
2: Yeah. It's just, I, I gave myself the motivational speech when I went to bed last night, uh, Pardon me, that's my client getting back to me. Uh, um, I've got to get up. I've got to do things. Because, not just because they need to be done, but because I want them to be done so that I can give myself a better place.
0: Mm
3: hmm. Yeah. that That is I think one thing that people severely underestimate when making assumptions about um particularly unemployed and underemployed people is that you know there's a certain laziness or you know something to them and
4: mm-hmm.
3: it's you know i I personally think that you know like the whole star Trek you know, utopia of credits and 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 the whole nine yards, I think that that would work simply because most, I'm not going to say all, but most, the vast majority of people want to be useful in some way. We <clears> want <throat> to be useful and we want to feel like our lives are accomplishing something. And if we don't have to work, then we're going to find other ways to do that.
2: Yeah, we're going to you know, there, there, There's going to be more people that start gardening
0: uh-huh.
2: And when I say that I don't mean they're going to start planting flowers Which are fine, they're beautiful But you know, planting food crops
0: uh-huh.
2: um, There's going to be more people that are going to go out And do things to better their community because mm-hmm. they suddenly have the time and opportunity to do it. Right. And even those that would continue to, you know, have quote-unquote normal jobs would also have more time and freedom to do things.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a, there's a cycle like that.
2: Mm. Because, yeah, the the proposals I've seen for a universal It mm-hmm. it is just enough to potentially live off of if you had no other additional expense.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, my mother lives off of a similar amount. So it mm-hmm. it can be done. It's tough, but it can be done. And she has free time to do things, and she's, you know, her life is better now than it probably was once she was working, other than she's eight hours away from her grandkids. But, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just a base. Let's get everybody to a particular level that they have uh-huh. some funds to do things with. And yeah, some of the the test areas that they've done this in, some of the experiments, if you will, with it. Some people just, you know, they they frivolously, quote unquote, blow the money. Really. But it's very rare. No, yeah, no, no. I, I... no, no, no. No, what I what I'm saying, because I realized how that sounded. What I'm saying is no. that okay. You have a base income of, say, $1,000 a month, but you're also uh-huh. still working 32-plus hours a week. Right. Which is the federal minimum for qualifying for full-time benefits, blah, blah blah, blah, blah. Right. A very, very, very small amount of people, at least in the beginning, may be like, I have this extra money. What am I going to do with it? And it falls into the frivolous category of they're buying themselves a luxury. At oh, least by most okay. people's standard of what a luxury is. you know, It's like they're buying a uh, um, a Kindle. Uh, depending oh. on what Kindle you have, that's basically a computer. That's not necessarily a yeah. luxury. That's useful. It's not just sitting you know, there reading. It. Yeah. Like like I said, as soon as you started to, to counter, I'm like, wait a minute. What I said did not come across the way I meant it. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, at the same time, I totally get it because what was it? So somebody said that refrigerators were a luxury item. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, yeah, but Seriously? No. That's not how that works.
2: It's like pretty much, at least in the United States and several other, quote-unquote, modern Western countries, having some kind of device, laptop, PC, phone, tablet, whatever, Uh that gives you access to the Internet has become something more than just a... Luxury—it's almost become a necessity,
3: yeah. right? I mean, you know, you can't hardly do anything without it. Mm-hmm.
2: A good friend of mine, um, she does a um, a pay-as-you-go phone plan.
3: Uh-huh. Very
2: basic phone, too. You can't call her most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> she goes with the minimum. Because she's like, I don't call people. People don't call me. I do everything through the internet or face-to-face. Right. And it's mostly face-to-face, to to be honest. I mean, yeah, she does plenty of playing games and stuff like that on Facebook or doing her other stuff that she does. But most of her social communication is Uh face-to-face.
0: That's rare.
2: It seems like that's rare, but she's also pushing seventy. So it's yeah. still quite common for her age bracket to still want to do the face to face. But yeah. well, so, you know,
3: people people mm-hmm. underestimate how isolated you can become if you have chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh it, yeah. Uh, a computer might be a luxury, but if that's the only way that you can regularly manage to socialize with people and connect with people, I mean that that no longer fits as a luxury. That is a necessity because human beings have to have contact. As most of the introverts would like to deny that. Mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm.
2: Explain to me why I keep going for employment opportunities that require me to deal with people.
3: Um, Because there's a certain satisfaction knowing that you can handle that. Mm. (laughs) And let's face it, there's, there's a subtle but distinct difference between socializing and having a job that requires a social interaction.
1: Mhm.
2: Mhm. Yeah, it it was an amazing feat for me recently to go purposely out and seek social contact three times in one week.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> that don't happen. Like, despite everything that I got done today, I had a list of things to do outside the home. I haven't even opened uh-huh,
0: my no? door.
2: Nope, I take that back. I did open my door because somebody knocked on it. There was nobody there when I went to answer it, but I did open my door don't know why somebody knocked it was too early for the mail so it wasn't a package delivery there was nothing on the door about you know missed delivery or you know it wasn't you know like the electric company coming to try to collect before they turned me off
3: uh wrong
0: door
2: it could have been I don't know and it was not the knock of my landlady I know her knock. (laughs) Most of the time when I hear that knock, I duck further under the covers. Oh, no. What have I done now to disappoint her? When you ran from the same person for as long as I have, it's like, uh, family. Family that you don't necessarily want to deal with, but family. (laughs) (sighs) Ugh. Okay, music? Sure. Where should we go? Um,
3: I hear Canadian's nice this time of year.
2: I was still on music trying to think, well, that's, yeah, we do have some Canadian artists. Or was that your point? Sure. Okay. Just waiting for it to actually bring up that particular artist's list that we have on the player. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Uh, that's too short. Uh, that's too depressing. Um. <laughs> uh out of context depressing depressing perfect little heatherdale
3: Okay. Sorry about that. Um, It seems that Phil's connection was lost, and I didn't have the studio pulled up, and so I was like, ah. Of course, you couldn't hear that part. Um, That was Heather Dale, and a nice little warning about uh, be careful what you ask for because uh, you ask for a baby, and you might end up with something that never grows up. That's only a chance anyways.
2: I'm going to shoot Mercury later.
3: Yeah. He outruns it, though.
2: True, true. And I probably shouldn't shoot him since he is the Roman version of Hermes, who, well, I was praising earlier. (laughs) Hey, you two, get together. Figure out what's going on here. Now, this is the second week in a row having an issue with this particular uh telephoning app, so probably won't use it next week. was going to switch over to Skype, but then it would have taken friggin forever to connect because well, I don't even have Skype running in the background unless I'm you know using it yeah, it slows the computer down. <clears throat> You won't be able to receive Skype calls. Who calls me on Skype? <sighs> but yeah, wow, okay. Where were we? What were we doing? And why um... this awful plaid? Oh, sorry. Did I lose you? No. You just
3: I, don't. I. I. I.
2: <laughs> what?
3: Okay. Where am I,
2: where am I going, and why am I in this hand basket? Is kind of where I was going with that.
3: Okay, that that I can I can see where that goes now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh sorry <Ooh. laughs> It's not often I have to explain my humor To you
3: Yeah Haven't done the bit in a while though
2: Man um, Yeah And I took it in a slightly different direction So,
0: okay
2: That just means that you're not up uh, Between 9 and 11 on Sunday morning And able to listen
3: Oh, Yesterday Sunday? Yeah I was on my way to the zoo
2: Like I said, up and able to listen Yeah, that's true Tune in. Tune in. Next radio. I should. <laughs> I don't know. The the show lately's been more entertaining as to what's going on off air while the music's playing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's because we've had a full house the last few weeks, and oh my, the way some of those conversations go. Be sure to announce 30 seconds before going on air that they have to shut up or we'll get shut down. (laughs) Like, okay, folks, going on air in 30 That's seconds, not minutes. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Yep. Which reminds me, I need to email somebody some information so that they remember something. Because I was talking to her about it yesterday, and she's like, I'm about to go on. Remind me afterwards so I can actually write it down. I reminded her, but she didn't write it down. You're like, what does this have to do with the price of tea in China? Five yen. I know that's not. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, you might be getting contacted yourself for something in the future. So, (laughs) you're totally lost, aren't you?
0: Yep. <laughs> so I'm just going to enjoy the
2: <laughs> well if it helps you're in Nebraska uh,
3: I'm pretty sure that never helps <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: okay if it helps the initials for which you might be getting contacted about are NWG oh okay But she's already Booking things for 2020 So Yeah I love that there are so many people I know who are so involved In what they're doing That they're like uh, let me check My calendar and they're looking At the next year or the year after That To have room to fit you in, I like that. Yeah, Yeah. that means they're busy people. You want to get something done? Give it to a busy person. You want to get something done right? Give it to a busy person with a good track record. Truth. But most of these people have—they're doing so many things that they enjoy, that they love. That they have a passion for. So, yeah. You know, like those of us involved in anthologies that are like, I, when's that one due? 2022? Okay, I don't have anything that year. Yeah, I know. And you're doing how many books in how many months again?
3: 13 and 24.
2: We're all insane, aren't we?
3: Oh, yeah. I think there is zero doubt about that. Mm.
2: Sorry, I I flipped over to Facebook and got distracted when I saw something from your PA that had nothing to do with you. Well, okay, it did have something to do with you because it was posted to your street team, but it wasn't actually about you. And it was posted half an hour ago. (laughs) See, folks, I'm not lost in Facebook during the show. If it takes me 30 minutes to see something. Really? Okay. I don't know if I'm any more grounded in what I'm doing tonight than I have been the last several shows, but I actually got sleep before coming on. So, yeah, there we go. That's part of it.
3: Sleep is good. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. I was visiting with a friend at oh, dark 30 a.m. this morning, and it was nearly the butt crack of dawn for him, different time zone. And he's like, what's this sleep thing? He's like, "I, I, I, I don't get it. What is it? Hour later, he's like, I'm going to bed now. It finally kicked in something that he had taken finally kicked in. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got hungry.
3: Was a non-set hunger?
2: Uh, it was scrolling through and seeing a half sheet baking sheet you know how big that is right
4: yeah
2: oh, it's like two to two and a half times the uh square inches of a cookie sheet
0: mm-hmm. but seeing
2: one of those loaded down with crab legs, fries, corn on the cob and butter
3: pretty sweet
2: it's like now you know why I suddenly got hungry Scrolling past that one now. I lost where I was going. I yeah, think but I do went you know where you're going? That's half the journey. Okay. No coffee. I didn't crawl out of my nap early enough to turn the coffee pot on and, you know, have coffee ready to go for show. Okay. So, in the first hour, and with all of our rambling, which was mostly me. We were talking about some of our recent activities, I suppose you could say, that involved magical intent or at least mm-hmm. intentionality.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What are some other things that people can do? That, you know, they're, they're not writers or they're not looking for a new job right now. But what's some stuff that people do on an everyday basis that is magical?
3: Looking for parking
2: squat That's a big squat one parking spot
3: yeah um i mean the, the thing is there it also kind of depends on what's going on in a person's life mm-hmm. you know there there are people who are going through you know like maybe not job changes, but maybe their kids are going to college for the first time or, you know, things like that. There are a lot of reasons why people would would do magic on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I run a pagan parenting group on Facebook and probably about once, Every couple of months, maybe at least once a quarter, there's a cycle of, you know, more than one person who are trying to get pregnant. So there's a lot of intentionality and magic that goes in around that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So, I mean, really, it's, it comes down to what are your goals And what is the best way to achieve those goals? And for something that is just plain, you know, like, I'd say basic, something that anybody can use anytime, you know, go with clarity. Everybody can use some clarity. Oh, yeah. So, can't go wrong with that.
2: But what if what is going on for you is not some kind of major pursuit or major change? Because... Well, the example you gave is kind of a major pursuit or change, you know, trying to get pregnant. Just Uh getting through the day. Sometimes that is a mighty feat in and of itself. And I'm not talking Andre the Giant. You know,
3: the the thing is, when, when you look at things from a matter of perspective, you know, yeah, on a day to day basis, there might not be anything huge in comparison to other huge things, but there's always something on your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's getting to the bank before it closes or saving up enough money to go to the movies this weekend or, you know, trying to get that project done in time or. You know, wanting to go for a promotion. You know, there's always something that people are pursuing. It's in our nature. We're always trying to get something done. And so, you know, even though it might not be life-changing to anybody else, if it's important to you, it's important to us.
2: I'm sorry. You you had a very profound statement right there. I had to applaud it.
3: Thank you.
2: Okay. Sorry, I was I was kind of chuckling to myself there, and then realized that that wasn't audible. <laughs> It's like, oh, we had dead air. Uh, (laughs) There we go. That's how it should have been. But That was more like a a hysterical giggle. I hate doing this, but yeah. Okay, no, I don't. But I I don't really, whatever. I'm going to do it. See, I have conversations with myself all the time. And that's pretty (laughs) much what they sound like, too. I just about put a cat in a headlock unintentionally, but, um, you know, I was talking about the whole, you know, job journey and, you know, the amazingness of at least being told I had an incredible resume Mm
0: -hmm.
2: by people who are friends. So yeah, it's kind of one of those. Okay. It's like you with your writing. People tell you it's fantastic. You don't believe them.
3: Well, of course not. I pay them to, to like me. Well, I don't pay them, but you know, there's there's a certain social agreement there. You're supposed to like me. Of course, you like it,
2: right?
3: <laughs> Is that how that works?
2: Yeah, I guess whatever. So it's like I'm 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 waiting to hear from them, the big them, mm-hmm. the potential employer, if it's an incredible or fantastic or whatever resume. They say, okay, Uh, all these people that I know told me it's great. I just got to wait and see what what this other person here says, the person that means a little bit more right now. No offense. Their opinion means a little bit more at the moment. Is that giving them too much power?
3: No. I think anybody that... uh... As the possibility of handing you over money gets
1: gets to the authority right there.
2: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, and that was really not where I was going with that thought. So, I'm going to try to backtrack. Meander backwards a little bit. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: I ain't that big. <laughs> I'm big, but I ain't that big. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was not nice to say. There's another major thing that I've been doing the last month and a half now, pretty much mm-hmm. that has lots of whoa going into it, and that's the. Quitting smoking. hmm I, even though I have not had a cigarette in 44 days, I, guess I had to look at the calendar to make sure I was right there. I don't say I'm a former smoker yet. I don't say I've quit smoking. I say I haven't had a cigarette. I'm not there yet. I'll be there soon, but I'm not there yet.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: It's like I did enjoy my one-month celebration of really good food. Then a week later, having really good food again. But it was the same people I was with, so it's just like, ooh, okay. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, it's like, no, no. That feat, that Project that desire has not come to full fruition yet mhm i'll know when it does it's not something that you can measure the same way that you measure a lot of other accomplishments, but i'll know when it has happened i'll 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 suddenly go from i haven't had a cigarette to I don't smoke anymore or I quit smoking. Subtle differences smokers understand what I'm saying, especially if they've tried to quit. Right?
0: I'm not a quitter.
2: You also don't smoke near as much as I.
3: That's true.
2: I don't know. Do you still make a pack last a week?
3: Um, well, it's two packs a week. But they're the itty-bitty ones. They're the ultra swims.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get you. I get you. Uh, somebody asked me yesterday if this was my first time trying to quit and I'm like, oh, far from my first time. What are you doing to do it? Are you taking something? I'm like, no. Last time I tried and was taking something to do it, I went a little bit more psycho than I already was. So, yeah. Now, I I say I have not had a cigarette in 44 days. That does not mean I've been nicotine-free for 44 days. Crazy, not stupid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And some people may not necessarily consider it a better thing. Just different, but vaping. Has a whole different... Combination of chemicals. But yeah. Mm, and nice flavors too. <laughs> it's like I miss Sweet Dreams cigarettes. Not as much right now. Do <laughs> you remember those? To like yeah. mint chocolate flavored.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <sighs> and I haven't given myself the big challenge yet with the no cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone to hang out in somebody's home with a friend who smokes in their home. I've spent time with smokers. But not in an enclosed space. Not in a car, not in their living room. So, haven't had that test yet. I can tolerate being around them outside. I'm just like, okay. All right, I'll just move over here so it's not. Oh, that smells so good. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I know people that have quit smoking and, you know, quit like years, decades ago or whatever, and they're still like, oh, that smells so good. Nope, I don't want, need one. I don't want one. Okay, shall we just totally change gears? Sure. Which tracks completely? Okay. I'm a little disappointed. Oh. All the hype over yesterday, kept building up to it, and almost nothing about it today. What am I talking about? The Unite the Right rally in D.C. All this hype going up to it. Eh. I've I've, I've barely seen anything in the aftermath. It's like I'm disappointed. I was so ready to sit down with a bowl of popcorn and watch the news. (laughs) Okay, so I'm being sarcastic about being the disappointed because well that means that it wasn't quite what people were expecting. It was something, but it wasn't it wasn't like Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just Googled it to see what the hell. Headline like Rally by White Nationalists was over almost before it began. I like seeing that. Good,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I like seeing <laughs> that. Definitely. Uh, Unite the night. Uh, Unite the night. Unite the right rally, White Nationalists dwarfed by crowds of counter protesters. <laughs> just yeah so, okay so it's kind of like those uh straight pride rallies that have like the organizer and one or two people show up for it Now, that's yeah. not to say that there wasn't something that happened yesterday. It's just, you know, there were so many people that were like, ah, uh, not in my city. Yep. I was I was following people's preparation for it that live in the D.C. Mm-hmm. area or that were planning on going to the D.C. area as a counter demonstration and, you know, just following along with their, their prepping and all that. And I'm like, I bet by the time they went to bed last night they had this sense of relief that it was over and that it was nothing like what they were expecting now that's not to say that there wasn't potentially some violence and all that because well i am seeing you know one headline is anti antifa <coughs> attacks police and journalists <clears throat> well, but that's off of a site that I don't necessarily accept as accurate. Mhm. Uh, then again, it's really hard to find accurate news anymore, isn't it?
0: I guess. Yeah.
2: But, well, be honest here. Any news source is probably going to have some kind of a bias one direction or another anymore.
3: Well, it's never not.
2: Mm hmm. just how obvious is the bias. Or well, how, it's how severe far? is the bias? Hmm?
3: Like, well, it's also how severe the bias is. I mean, you can yeah. report the facts and then speculate on. You know, certain things, or you can report your speculations as though they're facts. Those are two very different things. Mm
1: hmm.
3: So, as far as I know, like CNN and NBC are still at least reporting facts.
2: Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Just the facts, ma'am. I'll form my it, own opinion. Just, just
3: well, but people don't watch the news for forming, you know, their own opinions. They watch the news mm-hmm. because they want to see what so-called uh, professionals who invest so much time and energy into the following news stories have to say about it. Hmm.
2: So the commentators as opposed to the journalists?
3: Um, yeah, but also, like, I mean, you can read a study from a psychologist, or you can have study findings reported and have a psychologist on to say what they think that means.
1: Mm-hmm. Which,
3: which one is going to get, you know, which one are people going to be more interested in? Cause I gotta tell you, studies are pretty dry reading.
2: True. That they are.
3: I mean, to a certain point, we like it that we're not expected to be experts in everything and therefore have an opinion on everything.
4: Mm hmm.
3: It's just being aware that you have that personal. Um, thing and can shut it off if you need to or at least question
2: it yeah and yes please people question things just as you said or at least question it I saw a Snopes link related to something that happened in DC yesterday so yeah
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. question it
2: should always question yeah Mm mm-hmm 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 I want to do a little bit of a preview of next week for people, yourself okay. included? That so you have no clue at this point what's coming up for next week. Do you remember years and years ago we had uh, Boudica Foster on?
0: Uh huh.
2: And we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mm. Uh,
3: the thing? Which thing? I don't know. I barely remember my own name from week to week.
2: (laughs) At least you remembered her name. Yes. Okay. The second time we had her on, not the first time, the second time we had her on, we were talking about internet piracy and plagiarism.
3: Mm Uh-huh.
2: It's still going on people. Uh, yeah. And she is one of the uh group admins, page admins. Can't remember if it's a group or a page right now. On Facebook uh called Pagans Against Plagiarism. Talk about a pap smear. Bad joke, sorry. Um <laughs> Yesterday, I saw a comment on a friend's random thought that was a link to another Facebook group that has links, a link to a link to a link, for downloading books. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't like where this is going. So I went over. To that group and went. Oh, good! I don't have to join to actually see some of these posts. All right, cool. Scrolling through, so it's like, okay, well, that that book's out of print. That book's been out of print for a hundred years. Wait a second, that book's less than twenty years old. Something's not right here. And went. Way. Ooh, okay, and shared it on that. Pagans Against Plagiarism group, and mm-hmm. we got immediate response from one of the admins, because we'll have to wait for admin approval for the post to actually go through, which I think is a good thing. At least in this kind of a situation. And we went back and forth a little bit, and Bautica got into it today, too, and well, one thing led to another, and she's coming back next week to talk some more about internet piracy and plagiarism and what people can do to help curtail it as mm-hmm. well as talking about the the potential artistic and monetary impact of plagiarism and piracy. Kind of a broad topic to talk about, isn't it? Yeah. And far from our first time talking about it, obviously, we've talked about it with, with Bautica, uh, Deirdre um uh Merv, Dorothy and Diane.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, and Shauna and I'm sure there's been plenty of others. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the plan for next week and hopefully have a little bit of structure to it at her request. She's like, can you send me a list of potential questions you're going to ask or talking points so I can give you a uh, an immediate response instead of let me go Google that? So, yeah, um, I'm expecting some really good online resources uh out of the conversation, and some really good um, clarification on what certain terms mean, so yeah, looking forward to it next week.
3: It will be fun. Mhm. I enjoy that particular topic,
2: yeah. <laughs> we enjoy getting angry about that particular topic, right?
3: Yeah, well, you know, every now and again, you just got to vent. Uh
2: huh. And speaking about things to get angry about, you saw, I'm sure, at least one of the links comments read something words uh, about the uh, recognized by the IRS as a non-profit organization 501c3 turf church uh,
3: I don't think so
2: wow You know what I'm talking about when I say TERF, right?
3: Yeah.
2: For our listeners that may not, trans-erasing radical feminist. I say erasing, most people say exclusionary. It's like, no, they're not just excluding, they're trying to erase them. Um, Several TERFs have gotten together, formed a church, and the IRS – has recognized it as a nonprofit 501c3. Okay. And I'm stressing IRS because in the United States, government is not supposed to, at least on the federal level, not supposed to sanction any one church, any one religion, et cetera, et cetera. The IRS, their involvement is the nonprofit charity acknowledgement. That's that. That's all it means. A lot of people don't understand that, and they're like, okay, so, yeah, the government has acknowledged that this is a church. What? Unlike in some other countries where to be recognized as a church, that means that the government is recognizing you as more than just a charity or nonprofit organization. So, yeah, there is a distinction there. Just wanted to clarify that for some people before going a little further in, but I'm like, what the? You need a church for this now? Okay. We're going to just, you know, create this thing, this now recognized by the IRS entity that is going to be taking money from people. Wait a minute. Doesn't that sound familiar?
3: Um like all of Christianity?
2: Okay, a little bit more blanket than I would have gone, but yeah. <laughs> It like you know you've got the, the, this organization that's recognized as a nonprofit charity organization accepting monies from its members or followers or whatever, which some of those monies will be used to preach and propagate hate
0: mm-hmm.
2: That's not all of Christianity.
3: No, well not all at the same time. Yeah. But most of Christianity at some point in time in history.
2: Mm-hmm. I get you there. I Except do. the I
3: Quakers. Do. The Quakers are awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Quakers and the Quakers.
2: Great furniture too. Right? Uh, no I want oatmeal. I'm like, I know you got that one lame though it was. I know you got that one. Uh, oh, yeah, I had a a hit it's like the two things that seem to have really grabbed my attention, media-wise, you know, news media-wise, in the last week, was the D.C. nationalist rally, which mm-hmm. thankfully kind of you know became a a, a non thing, and this turf church. And here's the kicker about the turf church. They claim to be witches and pagans.
3: Why am I not surprised about that?
2: No, let's see here. The Wild Hunt has an article on it, if I remember correctly. Wildhunt.org. Or will have an article on it soon. Because I know that uh, it was bandied about, as if you will. That's not what I was looking for. Oh, come on. I know Heather Green posted an article. I know she did. Oh no, her article is is on plagiarism. I got to remember to reference that next week. Uh but there is an article, I believe, in the works on this turf church. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so we'll just try turf church Google search. Oh wow. the oh wow is that one of the first articles to pop up on the turf church is actually from forbes.com but yeah hamaha here's the name of the church the Pussy Church of Modern Witchcraft. Really? Yeah.
0: Hmm.
2: Which is why I, among several other people, when they first saw something about this, thought it was, you know, some kind of a joke. i i I oh come on, tell me something about who the founder is, who one of the organizers is. Give me a name, give me a name, and of course not okay, are you going to oh God, you're gonna make me actually oh Okay. You know what I'm doing, don't you? Typing in a search I never wanted to type in. And now I'm clicking. You could have at least shortened your URL. But of course not. Okay. Uh, oh. oh, and they have shirts. You can order a shirt. You can, yeah. yeah. Uh. Oh, please you oh wow wrong just wrong and you're like what's wrong what's this wow about what the hell <laughs> Nowhere on their website without, you know, digging deep into blog articles and stuff like that. Does it say anything about the leadership of the church by that? I mean, names of the leadership of the church. Mm -hmm. Now, it is a matter of public record. Yeah, because of their recognition by the IRS and all that. Uh, just by, you know, looking at one of the things that they're involved in, I can tell you who some of them probably are. And yeah, that person. ZB. Mm -hmm. Is probably somehow or another connected to it. A little bit more thinking than probably uh, some other big names that are involved in that book a couple of years ago.
3: Yeah. Would not be surprised.
2: hmm But I'm not going to name any other names until I actually have a little bit more information because I'd hate to be wrong and you know, besmirch somebody's name or reputation. I say after I mention Z B. And so far through their blog they have sixty nine followers. Irony? Yeah, I I I'm I'm getting that. Like the very first link on their website, and if you remember the name of the church, then you know the website, which, by the way, is a .com, not a .org. The very first link on their menu bar is how to join. And I will read a little bit of that for you. We come together to form a congregation of adherents to our female-born, lesbian, feminist-based religions, religious beliefs, and traditions. We intend to serve our adherents through worship, service and sistership with our congregants. We intend to accomplish the growth and continued strengthening of our congregation. The beneficiaries of our accomplishments are the adherents to our religious beliefs women and girls. We will achieve our purpose through regular worship and service with our congregants and with other women and girls who may wish to become congregants. What the fuck did that just say? (laughs) Um, Yeah... Um, uh, Second paragraph on that page goes to the uh goes through the details of explaining what they mean by women. Women born women, the biological. Women are are oppressed globally on the basis of our biological sex. It's, yeah. Yeah. And then making it very, very, very clear. That they are protected under the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, as Uh well as the Maryland Declaration of Rights, because that's where the church is uh, based out of, is Maryland. That narrows it down as to who the founders are. Yeah, wow. Just... Okay, this I am not going to share on the show. If you go to the website, you can get it, but they do have their phone number listed. And who may become a member? Any woman or girl who was born female may may become a member of the Pussy Church of Modern Witchcraft. You do not need to be a lesbian to be a member, but you must support lesbians as defined by the church, and you must accept that only lesbians can serve as trustees or vote for trustees in the church. Oh, really?
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, really?
2: You must also indicate a willingness to contribute resources regularly to support the church.
3: Oh, really?
2: You Must Accept Our Tenets of Faith As Set Forth in the Lesbian Heresy by Sheila Jeffries uh, Gynecology The Metaethics of Radical Feminism by Mary Daly I think we just got the names here and Sister Outsider by Audra Lord and other texts designated from time to time by the trustees
0: Oh really? Mm hmm.
3: So, uh, so an exclusionary group determined only by, uh, shall we say, virtue in heavy quotes, of their particular sexual orientation. And biological sex, as well as gender presentation, because I'm sure they would have a problem with any someone who was biologically female who presented as overly masculine. Don't lie to me, they would. And they control whether or not you should pay them more.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Who
2: can vote for trustees and serve?
0: Uh-huh.
2: Being female, yeah. at birth. a testimony to an experience of the new birth in lesbian feminism, evidence of a consistent lesbian life.
3: You have to prove you're a lesbian,
2: an indication oh of willingness God. to contribute <laughs> regularly to the financial support of the church. <laughs>
3: Did they they find one of the lost handbooks of how to be just like Hitler?
1: I don't know.
3: Wow. I mean, yeah, okay, so I know that that particular phrase is bandied about, but holy crap. I mean, I understand being positive, but... Oh, this level literally has as little to do with authentic gender and sexuality expression as trying to force people to be straight.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And there, I'm going to assume, Webmistress needs to take a look at their website and fix a couple of things. As the under the who can vote, et cetera, et cetera. It repeats itself.
0: Uh,
2: word for word. It's like they did a cut they and paste should, and hit maybe, paste twice.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe they should uh charge more tithes to their church members and you know, pay for a an actual web developer. But they probably assume that they're all men So you know Okay that was really really mean of me Oh my gosh
2: Probably truer than you know
3: Um. (laughs) Yeah but it was still really mean (laughs) I'm going to hell for that one Yay
2: And a bloody hell
0: I have an
2: idea Yeah she is Yeah, that's another story entirely. Ooh, hell. I pulled up the calendar just to see what's you know what we've got going and it's like, okay, we have Bautica next week and the week after that we have Andy Pelequin. So, it's like, you know, I was thinking uh, maybe we could have some people on to talk about stuff like this, the Turf Church. God, I had to do a turf church search. This, oh wow, who to who to invite? Hey, listeners, who to invite to talk about that? Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Okay, is that a that is not a typo? <laughs> oh, 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 oh oh okay their email goes through Gmail. Mm-hmm. And you know, Gmail does have certain standards of usage. Right. So the email has to have a V in place of the U for pussy. I bet that hurt. Okay.
3: <laughs> oh, it probably spawned a lovely bout of ranting.
1: hmm
3: I mean, I don't, I don't particularly agree with that level of censorship, but at the same time, have you met the internet?
2: <laughs> exactly. I. That's why I was so hesitant to type in that turf church search. Yes, I'm going to harp on that. Alliteration there, because I'm like, oh God, what's going to come up? I suppose you could say pleasantly surprised that it was stuff related to this. I mean, of course, the first thing was, you know, the the whatever, you know, an article about it. You know, they didn't show up in the search. Mind you. But yeah, a Forbes article. There's a, a a wiki. Uh The Daily Beast, not surprised there. Uh Trans Advocate definitely was expecting that. Gender identity watch was kind of expecting that. Um a Facebook page. Yeah, always happens. The TERF Project, which has nothing to do with trans-exclusionary radical feminism. just want to point that out. I think, let me actually pull this up. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. It's actually a... educational program? (laughs) Sorry.
3: Oh, my.
2: (laughs) Yeah, don't confuse turfs. Uh, A Reddit article, Huffington Post, and, you know, that's the the top ten results out of over 99,000 results for the term Turf Church. But you know how Google Analytics works and all that. For you know,
1: mm-hmm. that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, on that note, uh, next week, Bautica Foster and uh, Pagans Against Plagiarism and the week after that will be Andy Peliquin and his re-release of his grim dark fantasy series. Have you seen the new covers? Yes. Oh. And he says that there's new content in the ones that had originally been released under different titles. So I just well, wanted, yeah. Okay, so. What are we going to end with music-wise?
3: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I feel kind of dirty. I
2: just thought of the perfect thing. I know we've done it recently as our ending song, but I just thought of the perfect thing. And you can't go wrong with Omnia, right? Nope. I don't speak human. I don't speak turf. We'll get you next week. Thanks.
1: Deep within the shadows I'm the hungry wolf you fear. But I can see that You're the only evil creature here I paint up to the moon, but it's a waste of breath. Cause I don't speak human, you can't understand what I'm saying. I don't speak human, you can't understand what I'm saying. on a wing of fly I